Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Greetings, nerds. This is CNN Nerd. I'm your host, Sarah Beaumont, and with me, as always, is our Mr. Producer, Will Paul. How are you doing tonight, Will? Doing very well, Sarah. How are you doing this evening? Doing fine, except we have to talk about the Justice League. See, I knew you were going to stick to form. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. it, it was a trailer. It was a decent yeah. trailer, but it felt more like Snyder Cut, Batman v Superman, and Justice League. Or featuring Justice League. Yeah, yeah, it, it did. I mean, it, it. I will say it didn't really give us anything new. I mean, as far as I mean, it did give us some new visuals. I mean, obviously the Superman em- emerging from from at the beginning was was pretty dope, and uh, and you know, we did get a few more visuals that haven't been teased in the lead up to the trailer. But uh, as far as how this four-hour apology to to Zach is going to go? I, I you know I still I, I guess I got a better sense as far as like okay, Darkseid is there and he's going to take try to take over the Earth and of course we got the line about the Joker at the very end of the trailer, which with the we live in a society finally becoming canon. But so there were some new things, but. Um, Right, but, but yeah. I mean, that clip was in the dream sequence. Yeah. That's from Batman v Superman, right? What, the... That dream sequence is from yeah. Batman v Superman. Yeah, it is. It is. The only addition is we just have Jared Leto's Joker, Joker there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so that's where I'm kind of confused because we hear about how, how much footage is being added and everything, and now I'm scratching my head and just thinking, wait a second. Is he also trying to make, like, is he still on the Batman v Superman? I shall save that <laughs> too. <laughs> he might. I think that's. I think that's part of it. I think it's. I think it is utilizing all that footage. And I, I was reading an article about. I guess Zach said he hadn't watched Joss Whedon's version of the film, and so. I wonder, you know, if if you're going to make this in your own vision and and finish it how you wanted it to be made to begin with and not fall into the traps that Joss fell into trying to, I mean, clearly he's not going to try to 
sprinkle in MCU into it, like like Josh tried to do and created a Frankenstein of a of a movie. But um, but uh, yeah, but what it would have been helpful to know as far as like the cut, how not to fall into the same. I don't know how to make it better, I guess, than, than what was released a few years ago. Right. I mean, it's, uh, that was, that was the goal. That's what the fans wanted. Right. But I think, I mean, there's, there's still bad dialogue. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I thought the, the age of heroes was over and they said it would never come back. And then all, all Bruce says is, it has to. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Really? That's the best you could come up with. It has to. We well, get it. It has yeah. to. It'll all be for naught. And you feel guilty because you killed your potential best friend. But you had the same mom. Uh, yeah. So melodramatic. Well, so melodramatic. And maybe, you know, and maybe the stuff that Joss cut out that gives more context or, 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 more depth to that line. What is what Zach is adding back in? Maybe. 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 Uh, speaking about melodramas, um, more importantly, so true story, <laughs> I didn't watch WandaVision right away on Friday. I was too busy watching to all the boys I loved before, always and forever. <laughs> <laughs> My priorities. Priorities, yep. <laughs> need to be in check. Um, so, and and I I remember seeing a tweet you put out yeah. asking if I agreed with the ranking that this this trilogy got progressively worse. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a fact. I'm not surprised by it. The reason why the first one worked was because L- L- Lana Condor and Noah Centineo. No one had ever really seen them outside of maybe one or two things and their chemistry just like jumped right, like made everything better and Mm -hmm. made all of like the typical teenage drama, romance, comedy um, work in a in a really good way. Um, The problems with the sequels are it is not them falling in love anymore. It is them. Um, being in love, breaking up, getting back together, <laughs> oh, <gosh. laughs> which is really just you're 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 sitting here and you're just like I just want to see them be in love and goof around, but there's mm-hmm. all of this angst that's not even really angst. It's just it's just lame. Um, mm-hmm. I did like the second one. The third one, it just the. The third one did what a lot of thir- third movies do that really bothers me. They they clearly end the trilogy, but they also left it in a way where I'm I'm thinking to myself, okay, I need an epilogue yeah. because I need to know how this actually works. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you're saying all of these things. You're saying that you're going to be together forever and always, but I have my doubts here. So I just need some concrete footage. <laughs> of this actually working <laughs> and if it doesn't i want to know why <laughs> but um that's why we have fan fiction so yeah yeah, yeah. well you need yeah well you need we need we need a, a another sarah belmont cut of a fan of fan video so of how this film should have gone instead of how it actually went 
Oh, no, you're not getting one of those. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a long story of why I haven't put out one in a very long time. I know you have some technical issues. I know we we talked about it. I think that's an understatement. (laughs) Things just don't work. I don't, I'm not interested in it anymore. And yeah, it is life. We move on. Um, Yeah. The last bit of news I want to get to before we jump into some of these shows is Pedro Pascal was has been cast as Joel in The Last of Us HBO Max series. And oddly enough, the child actress who played Lady Mormont in Game of Thrones, um, which Will has not seen, and so oh. he doesn't understand this reference, oh. but everyone who watched the series knows Lady Mormont, and she's going to star as Ellie, which is just so weird to me. Um, do you know about The Last of Us? I know it's a video game, and I know it's, um, I guess it's a, it's a, a, a apocalyptic, dystopian situation mm-hmm. where jo- Joel is trying to rescue mm-hmm. Elle from, I, I mean, I know generally, I mean, I've heard of it, but I just, I never played it. So I've never played it, but I've watched all of the cutscenes. Okay. So I know the story, and I have watched all of the cutscenes of um, The Last of Us Part Two. Okay. And so I and they're online, mm. and if you're interested, I would watch it. Okay. Because it really is cool what they do and the story they tell. Um, I I especially liked watching Troy Baker, um play play the game and his reaction because he's the voice of of joel and so he was able to elevate everything you were seeing on screen and just tell you all of these little touches that they put in um you're right it's it is a bit apocalyptic like walking dead um but the story as simple as it is um is it just was really good storytelling um Mm. so I'm I'm excited to see the series. I have heard though the problem with bringing video games to either the big screen or television you always suffer from it worked well as a video game mm-hmm. because people playing the game they they embody that character. Yeah. So so it's really hard to then transfer that into a medium where you're just watching things happen. Yeah. And, and everyone's really curious that, oh, are they just going to take all those cut scenes and edit them together and that's going to be the show? Or are they actually going to expand upon it and elevate the material? Mm-hmm. Um, and and, and <laughs> this... <laughs> You don't want to get these characters wrong because these are probably some of the most famous video game characters there are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and this story, like, it, it is, it's pretty insane. Um, but I also, I, I don't know about this casting of Pedro Pascal. Love the man, adore mm-hmm. the man. But from what I know about The Last of Us, this is just another version of Mando. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, and that's that's yeah. I that, I guess that's what when I was when I was reading about the series and being in development, I, I got that kind of vibe as well with with Joel 
with this ish mission to to help with with L as well. You know, I, I did get those vibes. Yeah, it is. She, she, she L L is a fascinating character too, especially knowing what I know about Last of Us Part Two. Um, oh, I I hope they do Part Two. I I really I really want to see L in that world. Um, but but yeah, she's very much Baby Yoda. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she's just, and and she talks. There, that's a plus. She has a story. She makes her own decisions. Um, but I just, I, I, I really, I don't know. It's just, it's the very much the same character. Mm. He, he, he's done a lot of bad things. He encounters a kid who needs his help, finds himself begrudgingly in the care, needing to care for this kid, and along the way, like it's a path of redemption. Yeah. Um, and then something happens. Yeah, it does but, sound a lot like Jin Jaren. <laughs> yeah, it just, yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I get what they're going for. Pedro Pascal is a name right now, so you got to get him while he's still yeah. Pedro Pascal and not just the guy from Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He is the he is the it actor right now for sure. Um. So you also had an interesting week because you took the time to, from what I can tell, record a mini review of the Black Lightning season premiere. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know if we would get to it tonight or not, but I just and we did talk about it briefly last week. Uh, that you know the series was returning for its fourth and unfortunately final final season, and uh, it. Yeah, it, it did come back, and I thought it was a very solid return uh, from the, you know, from the end of uh, last year, and of course, you know, everything being pushed back forever, it was good to see it back. Uh, but there, there was definitely a lot of fallout from all that had occurred uh, in the in the third season with uh, Detective Henderson Jefferson. Mm-hmm. being um, in, in great grief about it, about his loss. But there was also one one thing that did kind of threw me off a little bit was at the end of the end of the third season, uh, Jefferson test it appeared he was testifying, I think before Congress or some type of oversight board about the ASA and the things that they did in Markovia. And it seemed that when the story picked up in the fourth season, all of that sort of just went out the window as far as uh, him being that, and then also just now being a part of the New Justice League and the Arrowverse. Uh, even though there was a nod in the show to to Crisis, in that uh, they just threw a little throwaway line like uh, uh, something happened in in Freeland, and if and you must if you if you don't know, you must have been living on some other, other, other world. So they did, you know, did do a little nice little subtle tie in to, to, to crisis, uh, to let you know that, you know, that they are now part of the unified, uh, earth prime, but, uh, you know, but, uh, you know, but like, like always the series definitely, uh, is very grounded, which, uh, you know, especially as we, when we turn to, to Batwoman here shortly, uh, I definitely appreciated that even more with with the way these two shows are are 
in particular, Black Lightning has always been grounded and remains so. I mean, there was definitely a nod to Black Lives Matter and all the issues of George Floyd this summer, this past summer. Uh, and of course, they never forgot that. Um, I th- but there was also a lot of grief and people dealing with the um, um, issues that they had dealt that happened because, you know, Jennifer and uh, Anissa and, and even now Lynn have all have all killed and mm-hmm. and and how they reacted to it. Jefferson's feeling like very it seems Jefferson is dealing with it a lot more personally because he's like it's kind of that, that loss of innocence that my family now was like got their gotten their hands dirty. Yeah. Uh, and and dealing with that. So I don't I don't know if you had a chance to, to watch it, but I like if you did, I'd like to hear your hear your thoughts on on the no, I didn't get a chance to watch yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but that that's interesting because I remember back during the first season, we were talking about what will the ramifications be when when his children, mm-hmm. especially, um, have to kill someone. Yeah. Um, and that's a very good. That's a classic superhero trope. The the first time that that you do and what that does and the conscious and everything and your humanity. Um, so it, it sounds like they went there, which is a great thing. And they actually included all members of Jefferson's family. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then also like, and yeah, plus Jefferson and Lynn's relationship is strained once again. (laughs) So they, uh, yeah, they were, they were in couples counseling and, uh, it was a lot, done a lot better than what was done in the flash as far as when when barry and, and iris went to went to uh, couples counseling uh but you know it, it was again just the maturity of the show i think as mm-hmm. far as like lynn and and because jefferson was very distant and you know and they were just 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 really discussing the lack of intimacy between the two of them and 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 obviously the the counselor was was tuned into the fact that um you know that he's black lightning so it 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 you know all those dynamics as far as the the um their relationship really played out there and then lynn of course having some residual i mean she's also out there on the street now moonlighting as as a vigilante because of her you know messing experimenting with green light so you know there was that yeah, and, and and she got into a into a jam when she was was um, out on a mission, and and she was really like figuring out like, oh, you know, now I understand what Jefferson's going through. And so they, at the end of the episode, there was a, a a moment of of understanding between the two of them, and as she as she really gets has a better a better understanding about what all the burdens he's been carrying as, as Black Lightning, and then of course. Uh, the big thing that um, was, uh, and I, I think someone of one of our listeners like even tweeted what, uh, wondering what our my reaction would be to uh, Tobias Well saying make Friedland great again. <laughs> I was just like, damn Tobias, just like that's 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 it, that's 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 the well. I mean he again like just like he has in all previous seasons has manipulated his way into. Um, it, you know, becoming a reputable citizen and how he's rehabilitated his image. Didn't, yeah. they, didn't they have that reference in the first season? Uh, they did, but 
you know, the first season he was, you know, he was like respectable. So, I mean, a lot of things have come full circle. But now, but with the ASA and the Markovians out of the way, he's sort of back to take over what is his. And he's like committed to cleaning up the green light. And, and, and of course, Lala is also back as well and, and, and really has taken control of the underworld. So it's, it's, a, it's set up a lot of good things that, you know, for their last season um, will we'll, we'll be, uh, you know, I think they have some good good storylines that they can they can take up. And then also, um, you know, there are some characters like Painkiller. I mean, Khalil wasn't in this episode, uh, but Gamby was. And, and, and Gamby had, I think, this, I, I assume this woman was his, like, ex-wife or partner, um, but she visited him and is trying to get him back into the back into the service uh, so that they can uh, utilize his his skill set. And, and of course, he was, you know, he always is Jefferson's conscious. So, and, you know, was trying to help him shake out of a slump. So overall, it's a very strong return. Uh, I think, like I said, I, I do hate Edison's fourth season, but sometimes, you know, it's better to go out on top instead of sticking around too long. Always better to go out on top. Yeah. Always. Um, So, and if our listeners want to hear more about Will's thoughts on Black Lightning, then you can go and check out that mini, mini review. But moving on to another Cape Crusader on CW, we got to talk about most recent episode of Batwoman, Fair Skin, Blue Eyes. So, Batwoman. I still love the show. I mm-hmm. still think the writing is there. Yeah. I do, when I was watching it, this episode in particular, I kept thinking about our last conversation about Batwoman season two. And they, this episode really stuck out to me because it continued that unfortunate, we have two stories going on. Mm-hmm. And we're trying to balance both of them. And we are interweaving, but it still feels like two different shows. It still mm-hmm. feels like we're learning about Ryan. Yeah. Where Ryan mm-hmm. has her own stories, her her own perspective on Gotham and everything, and has ha- had her own experience. And then we're also still on the, we need to get Kate back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kate, 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 and Alice, and Sophia, and all of that, and Sophie, and mm-hmm. and it's just, it's it's um, the the one character who seems to be able to go back and forth seamlessly is Mary. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah. But it's just it it this episode I I kept thinking about that conversation and that point that was brought up, and it really just became clear in this episode. However. There were some nice touches, especially at the end of some connections, but mm-hmm. I, I just, I want them to get it there faster. I really want this, I really want Ryan to all of a sudden learn about Sophia. Yeah. I really, I really want cohesion. And um, I, at this rate, I don't expect it until the next half of the season. Although I'm, I'm still kind of at a loss as to how the season is being broken up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess I don't. I get. I'll. I think they will go straight through. I don't know if we'll have our. I mean, we we may have a little small break, but, um, but yeah, I, 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 you are so on point bringing that point up because this episode really 
really, really drove that point home mm-hmm. that we are watching two. It's like two different shows uh, in, in a span of the 44, 42 minutes that we, you know, that the episode runs because the, because I, I, I will say at first, it took me a while to get into this, into this episode. I don't know. Right. Uh, uh, I don't know if it was just, I think part of it was the topic. Part of it was when you're dealing with a very serious issue like child trafficking, mm-hmm. um, and then you're, and then on the flip side, you got this crazy Alice story on the side. It was kind of like it was almost better off if they had just shelved the Alice story for the week, and, yeah, and then just really focus on the story that they were telling about with the candy lady and and ryan's past uh because it was you know as i was as i was touching on earlier uh with black lightning how the show is grounded i felt this week that part of the story of supergirl i mean a batwoman was very grounded yeah it it, it where and it really took on a very serious issue and it didn't and it, it, it they didn't do the the light arrowverse resolution in the sense that uh, I mean they did I mean obviously at the end we did have a good resolution with the uh, with the kid's brother that's you know that they were able to keep him from killing Jacob Kane but yeah. <laughs> but but they but they did really drive home the point that. That and I was, I think I was reading. I think Caroline Drives was saying that originally they had they had even considered doing this particular episode in season one, but it just wouldn't, didn't really flow correctly. Having Kate being the, yep. being the person that you know person rescuing the kids and stuff, it really you know really did take Ryan. But I think the, um. Way where where it did work in in linking Alice and and Ryan together, the best part where the story worked together was when uh, they were searching for searching for Beth. Yeah, I I really liked that part. I kind of felt like they were gonna do that, um, but it it for whatever reason I think I thought it at the beginning and then it went away. And when they finally did it, I was like, okay, I get it now. Yeah. Um, it was a good touch. The part where, to go back to your point about they didn't shy away from it, I have one issue with the ending of this. I still don't like how Ryan found where Jacob and Kevin were. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense to me. I get it. She was looking for him. But did you pick up on actually how she figured out where they were? She said it. I mean, that was that, that, that to me was like the the the... the really great writing because no 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 but but yeah. but all she said was i was looking for them yeah but i mean but it, i think it gets to the deeper point that we've talked about with this season with ryan in that she and why the story wouldn't have worked for kate is because ryan knows the streets and and in earlier in the episode where she talked about whenever she and mary were in the van together and and talking about about the side of town that she that she was that I can't remember I can't remember the name of it, but that that part of the district of of Gotham 
people like Jacob, the Jacob Keynes and the Kit Keynes of the world don't think about that. And so it really drove home the point that, you know, if, you know, people weren't looking for them, but because Ryan knew about that particular side of town and then where uh, Kane, where, where the Candy Lady gang would have taken Jacob, that's why she knew where to look for him. But see, that was another confusing part to me because Candy Candy Lady was trafficking the children, yeah. but selling them to people. And then Ryan asked, "Who did you sell him to?" And then and then Ryan punched her lights out. <laughs> <laughs> so, in but, my mind, I'm trying to figure out. Okay, so at what point did the Candy Lady like regain consciousness? To tell her exactly where what person she got he got sold to, because then you're just talking about a needle in a haystack. I I get your point, and yeah. I understand why they said that line, like that meaning that subtext isn't lost on me. To me, it just felt the way that for whatever reason it just stuck out as cliche and kind of like, oh, okay, well, <laughs> yeah, but also, but I think it does. Yeah. I'm still wondering, how did you figure that out so quickly? <laughs> yeah, well, I think it ties back to the beginning of the episode as well, because, you know, whenever we, we, we finally, you know, we finally get to see Ryan driving the Batmobile and, and, you know, she comes across the, the false face society at the very beginning. And when, and she, and she does, you know, whenever they, whenever she comes across, uh, the, the kid's brother, Kevin's brother, um, you know, it it was, you know, it, it it took her back to to her background and her her experiences as far as being groomed to be sold into into these gangs or or to some other or into some other network. So, uh, so I think it was just really. I, I mean, I think what they were trying to show there was just utilizing her deductive skills in, you know, based you know based off of her life experience. That 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 she has that you know that Kate probably would not have been able to figure that out, whereas Ryan was able to because of her experiences growing up in Gotham. Yeah, and yeah. Well, I mean, they both technically grew up in Gotham. They're yeah, but, you know, but different you know, but sides of the different town. Si- different sides of the town. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So no, I get all of that. Um, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> My, my logic, you're not going to convince me otherwise on that line. It's just, yeah. It, yeah. Um, let's talk about Alice. Because Alice, I don't think it was, it. I forget what you called it. Um, like a crazy Alice story. Because she didn't really do anything in this episode. And that, I think, stood out to me the most. Is that between her, Sophie, and Luke. Mm-hmm. All it was was exposition about Sophia. Yeah. <laughs> it was just, well, Sophia wants this guy named Ocean, who we will find out at the end there's some history that mm. Alice has forgotten about, yeah. which I am intrigued by. But yeah. it took the whole episode to get there, <laughs> which is <laughs> annoying. And and they, they cross paths unknowingly with Angelique, who's... Mm. Ryan's old flame and is also going to be back next episode. Um, I'm kind of curious as to 
where that character is going to go because it's it doesn't look like it's going to be a happily ever after. They broke nope. up for a reason. Don't know what that's about. Um, so it just I think with all of Ryan's stuff that was going on, Ryan's Ryan was really the A storyline as she should be. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of action, a lot of momentum, a lot of movement. But I felt like with everyone else, what they were doing, it was just let's sit around and talk about our feelings again because we, you know, we haven't done that for three episodes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's annoying. Yeah. It, yeah. Oh, yeah. go no, go ahead. Go ahead. I I, 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 I was just going to say the other thing that really stood out to me, and you predicted this last time, is just they're really going hard with these Joker references. Yeah, they are. <laughs> <laughs> I was not expecting them to even pull that. Like, that's what I really liked about the flashbacks is when, mm-hmm. when Candy Lady looks like, oh, look, Batman put away Joker. And I'm like, what? Yep. <laughs> but huh. Joker, they brought the foot. They brought the painting back up again this week, and another. Yeah, and yeah. Speaking of the the flashbacks, the even even referencing Green Lantern. I mean, yep. <laughs> uh, which was a nice which was a nice touch again, just to uh, you know show uh, you know that he is indeed in this in this unit the core is in this universe, and so. Yeah, I mean, I, you're right. I mean, it, it was a lot of exposition with them, and it, it was a little. I mean, Kate was still the elephant in the room, but it's it's got it was a little better this week. It's you know each episode is we're getting fewer and fewer minutes. Yes, we know she's gone. Yes, we know. So you know we we're trying to figure out who downed her plane and stuff. And was she even on the plane? And and you know, so. So yeah, it's there, but um, but you're right. I think Mary and 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 to some degree Luke are like the are the, sort of the bridge characters to who who keep who will will link the ultimate showdown between Alice and Ryan and, and Sophia at some point this season. Yeah, if if Ryan ever is becomes aware that there's this person called Sophia, yeah. Yeah. She may be a threat. And 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 Luke, Luke, I think, is the bridge that keeps keeps going straight to Kate. That's mm. all he does right now is he just yeah. is has this guilty conscience and he wants her to be found so he can things can go back to the way they were. Yeah. And yeah. and so I'm waiting for that breakthrough moment with him. Um and it and based on the previews for next week, it sounds like it's coming. Mm-hmm. But but we'll see because they're they're moving that really slowly with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say as far as Angelique, as far as her her I was, to, to your question, what role she's going to play? I mean, I think uh, just like how I guess Kate and Sophie had their. Uh, Back of you know their the angst with Kate trying to uh, deal with being Batwoman and and not telling Sophie and, and and that relationship drama there, I guess Angelique will probably play play that role somewhat uh, moving forward and and also uh, just given their deep history there uh, with 
Ryan taking the fall for Angelique, but also Angelique saving her from the candy lady years earlier. Uh, you know, uh, again, just you know, as Ryan continues to evolve as as Batwoman, uh, and if Angelique is still, I was just thinking back to um, thinking back to the last episode with um, oh gosh, I'm blanking on his name. The um, guy cuts himself it's a long up. time. Been a long yeah. time. Yeah, it's only been like two weeks ago, but I'm blanking on his name. But, uh, but you know, he cuts himself up whenever he like. Uh, uh, yeah, I know who you're talking about. I yeah, but, his name for the life of me. So yeah, that's <laughs> okay. Yeah, but I get I, you know, but there was a reference to some of that in that ep- with with him and Ryan too. So you know, so I'm thinking Angelique may still have some. Um, she might be the tie to Black Mask. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I, I know she's going to be the tie to something. Um, yeah. Black Mask. It, it, see, I, I appreciate the way they're looming that. They know that they announced it. Mm-hmm. So they know that's how all the viewers are thinking about. And FYI, the viewers have moved on from Sophia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sophia, who, who's pretty much in the League of, um, League of Shadows. So yeah, we've seen yeah. it. Yep. Go check out Arrow season three. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We got we got one last show to talk about. Wandavision. I'm not as excited tonight to talk about Wandavision. Mm. This is a fine episode. Yeah. It's, it's fine. Yeah. It it also. This is why I don't like trailers. Um, because I remember a few weeks ago, you told me, go check out the new trailer. And so we can talk about it. And I did. And they showed Vision breaking through the barrier. Yeah. So this whole episode. <laughs> <laughs> la, 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 let's break through the barrier. <laughs> la, la, la. Um, so it was very anticlimactic from that sense. Mm. There was the other part of the episode where. Recognize Malcolm in the Middle right from the get-go. Yeah, yep. yep. <laughs> so famous. Really like that. I did, too. All of the self-referencing Pietro and just, you are dead, you are really doing this. It just, it, I, I loved all of that. Um, and I also, I, I did like how we learned more about the outer skirts of the town mm-hmm. and how people, um, the, they're, they I mean, this is, we're talking about magic. We're talking about a power, but, but this power can only handle so much. And so there are kind of weaker spots where these people are literally just stuck. Yeah. That was, like, yeah. I mean, that was that, the moment when Vision was walking out and that eerie, you know, with the lady kept trying to hang the thing up and the tear coming down her cheek. I mean, mm-hmm. that, that, that was one of the standout moments to the episode to me because, you know, it does get to the, to the point about the limits of Wanda's power, but also very, but, but also again, with the whole sitcom um, trope that they're using, you know, with the line, like for example, the last couple last week or week before last, where Vision was like, "Where are all the children?" And so, right. and so now this episode, we see all the children in the neighborhood because just like sitcoms, 
unless there's a, a plot reason for it to be there, you know, there's you don't have those extra things. It's always focused on that that, that little hub of the of, of the family unit in, in, in the in, in in that sitcom. So you know, the outside world beyond Ella Street in this case <laughs> was uh, yeah. it is completely you know not a non-issue. And also, I, I love the Malcolm in the Middle reference too. And I was thinking about the uh, thinking about the theme song to that to, to that show. You're not the boss of me now. And just thinking about the characters of Vision, Peter, and the and the boys and Agnes, how each one of them are showing how Wanda can't control them. Oh, or or that they can't. They, well, Wanda can clearly control them. But the further we get in the series, the more that there are these breaks. Yeah. Um, and and because she she also seems to be questioning and struggling with is she doing the right thing? What is really happening? And and every time it breaks, she thinks like, oh, I'll just rewind and we'll we'll take it again. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's just a reminder that this isn't real. Something yeah. else is going on. Um, yeah, and also, you notice this episode uh, with those breaks. Now, we're, she she's she's not rewinding things and and restarting it. Right, we haven't seen that in a while. Yeah. It, instead, it's more um, people are talking to the cameras. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of break fourth wall breaking there. <laughs> a lot of fourth wall breaking. Um, very classic sitcoms that we know that occurred. And so I like that. I, I, um, I think another part of this episode that didn't work as well was the, the sword aspect. Mm. Um, and I mean, I love that they were all turned into clowns because they, they they're the clear threat and yeah. so now she's expanded her reach her hex and and pretty much sword is now all a part of westview yeah um but at the same time it i almost <laughs> i almost like it better when this is a sword episode so let's only focus on what those characters are doing what monica's doing and her scooby doo crew is doing Darcy and then um, and then let's go back into Westview and and unravel what's really happening and who's behind this mm-hmm. um, I, I think when they merge them it's not as cohesive as uh, some of those early standalone episodes yeah yeah well uh, yeah I think now that because I guess the first th- two episodes were you know, obviously setting us up and then of course we had the you know the real breaks out episode where you're right they did have a standalone where darcy and and agent and the agent are like um you know figuring out what's going on and and and, you know they play our role as far as in in universe that wanda's creating this sitcom world and yeah, I mean, so I, I get, I agree with you there that it, it does not seem as cohesive in, in, in the story. And I, I, and I agree with you too. This week was, was a letdown from, I mean, there was some, there was some, there was some like 
pretty cool moments, but unlike last week where, I mean, there were just moments where I was just like, I think I even joked in our show last week, I was like putting at the screen, <laughs> like the Leo DiCaprio meme. Uh, it, I didn't have that, those types of same kind of vibes this week. It was kind of like, you know, it really was like closing out the second act of the show to build into the third act. Right. Exactly. I, I, I felt the same exact way. I was, I was there, I was walking around and I acknowledged what they're doing. It just, there was, there wasn't as much momentum and mm. I wasn't as engaged. I was just, let's get to vision breaking through the wall yeah. and he stuck and then he gets <laughs> thrown back. Or it could just be that you were just hung over from uh, to, all, <laughs> what? to all the boys. I said it could have been you were just hung over from to all the boys I loved. No, no. <laughs> don't forget my don't forget my reaction to that movie. Yeah. I was not I needed something good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but you're right. I mean, I think it it, it was that. I mean, it, I think the and, and plus uh, uh I guess the other thing too, to your point about trailers and whatnot, is we, we've seen a lot of the scenes of as far as you know the classic comic, even though it was cosplay esque with Wanda and, and the Vision and their you know traditional Scarlet Witch and um, comic act co- comic attire. So you know we've seen those elements before, and like you said, the you know Vision breaking through the through the through the hex barrier and stuff. So, I mean, there were some familiar, familiar beats that we we've seen and out of context and now in context, it's like, okay, you know, again, like I said, it does sort of set things back, closing out, closing out the second act. But I guess the other thing that really stood out to me is the, in the episode, again, picking up on our conversation about the commercials uh, was the yo magic one in this episode. And, uh, really getting to the um, getting back to to to, to, to Wanda's creation and, and Peter and Pirito's creation uh, in, in this universe, but also trying to juxtapose that. Well, how did we get the recast Peter in, in, into this into our universe? Because we know that Peter is clearly a mutant, whereas in the MCU, Wanda and her Pietro were created by the Mind Stone. So, um, so, you know, I, so I think this was a way to like back end the show, you know, to, to, to show how, you know, Hydra's creation of them was like, you know, maybe just awakening Wanda's already latent ability, you know, in universe, even though out of universe, it was, you know, obviously because of rights issues, but, um, but at least in universe, I think it was a you know definitely an allusion to that. An allusion to Wanda's, you know the the struck the uh, Baron, um, Striker creating her, Wanda and her brother through the Mind Stone. Oh, awakening their awakening her magic powers that she already already had there to begin with. Okay, interesting. Yeah. I, I mean, I thought it was more of a homage to who's ever controlling her right now. Yeah, it could be that. I, 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 the people in it. I mean, the we we saw it. They were there. Yeah. A lot of them were stuck and mm-hmm. and dealing with their own pain and misery. Yeah. And 
and Wanda's magic kind of yeah. makes them all happy and turns them into clowns, but yeah. but that's almost draining them more. And at, at one point, um, I, I, I think Randall Park's character says, um, are those people even alive? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I think, yeah, I think that Yo Magic also definitely touches on that too. I mean, as far as being stuck in, in, and yeah, and to the place where he just can't open the seal. Yeah. It, it's, it, again, this is another episode with one commercial. Mm-hmm. Um, and a commercial that I've, I think is more debated than any of the other ones. Yeah. <laughs> But it also was a great commercial because it was very nostalgic for me to watch. I'm like, I remember those types of commercials. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they yeah, got that I mean, vibe right. Yeah. It, right. Yeah. That uh, early 2000, like, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I think that's it for us tonight. Will, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you? Yes, you can find me at Will M. Polk, W-I-L-L-M-P-O-L-K. You can find me at SJ Belmont, S-J-B-E-L-M-O-N-T. Please follow our crew on Twitter at Cena Nerd. Friend us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram. But most importantly, rate, subscribe, and comment on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good night, geek out. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs>